seeking collaborations with influential people, at GZPR, we create passion-fueled collaborations that go beyond traditional representation, a performance agency that onboards new clients every month. Our focus is on POC collaborations. Contact us now at hellogzpr.com, a self-aware public relations agency exploring world perspectives with leading talents. Hello and welcome. My name is Tiffany Farag and welcome to Get to Know You, a podcast for those who want to open conversations and access deeper dialogue, where conversations can become stronger when we explore our thinking and behavior. Every Tuesday, a new question will be asked to a guest speaker. Genuine people here to have insightful conversations. We are giving away a free masterclass on the 11 proven ways to deepen all your relationships, the link in bio. My guest speaker today unpacks the mental fitness practices and reflective questions shaping the lives of some of the most successful and brilliant thinkers in the world. He is the author of Personal Socrates, a best-selling book exploring the pointed questions that stimulate our mental fitness and teach us how to direct our internal narrative to work for us instead of against us. He studies the prompts and practices of legends such as Kobe Bryant, Maya Angelou, Robin Williams, James Clear, Coco Chanel, Stephen Hawking, and many others to bring clarity, intentionality, and possibility to every aspect of our life. He is the host of the top 50 ranked podcast, Behind the Human, and co-founded the journaling app, KYO, which reached 86.9 million people without any paid advertising. He has studied mental fitness practices for over a decade and consults with Fortune 500 companies as a mental fitness strategist and practitioner. Welcoming Mark Champagne to get to know you. Was that correct? Your last name? Did I say it right? Of course. Same as the bubbly. Great to to be (laughs) on the show, Tiffany. I can't wait. So great to have you on. I really love your quote, firstly. Like, let's start with that. We are all one question away from a completely different life. What was your one question, Mark? My uh, my question was, and it was left to me by someone I I have tremendous respect for, a guy by the name of Chip Conley. And it was during my darkest times. And he just, he sent me a really brief email back saying, well, what do you want for your life? And that question paused all of the looping narratives and thoughts and unwanted emotions. It didn't erase them, but it paused them long enough to then ask the next question. Well, if this is what I want, then, you know, who do I need to speak to? What's next? And and and, and that's why I really think, you know, we're, that's the grandiose version of like, for me, that, that really set my life back onto a path. But we're also one question away from a completely, completely different mood, or mindset, or subtle perspective shift, if we just slow down to ask them. Yeah, absolutely. That's but exactly. I like how you brought it back to that. Like even your day-to-day, like going through yeah. like something, someone you're wound up because something happened, ask yourself another question, a what question, and it will completely shift your mindset. Yeah, so we have to pause the autopilot, right? Like that's the thing. I mean, if if we just walk out into the world on default mode, We'll never pause. We'll never stop to think and reflect because it's just this, unfortunately, society is just not set up in that way. We're still very much programmed and set up to be ultra productive and, you know, essentially do everything possible so we don't have to think. And that's when it gets really, and this is, I think, why you and I really, I, I think, are almost like kindred spirits when it comes to questions because questions give us the opportunity to think. And, you know, it like we wouldn't even be able to walk or move as as humans if we weren't curious as babies to like reach for the counter and and stand up and move our legs. Right. So like curiosity and obviously questions are, are part of that. That process are are everything. Absolutely. You know, when when you asked that question by Connolly, he said, you know, what do you want from your life? Did you know in that moment what it was or did you have time to think about it? I had a good idea. I mean, I don't think I I stopped long enough, even when I was in that journey. That was around the time I was running the, the journaling app, um, KYO. And 
it, we had just shut it down. We had just reached all of those people, but the business model wasn't working. And there are other reasons, obviously, uh, that, you know, are longer than what this podcast can probably provide to explain. But ultimately what happened in that moment, like that just completely destroyed my mind. So when, uh, when Chip left me the question, like it was a forced, a forced pause essentially that allowed me to go deeper into thinking, okay, yeah, this is the general direction that I, I know that I want to be on, but like, let's real, let's get really clear now and, and real tactical and real granular and really get into the details so that I can come back to that inspiration of, okay, well, this is what I'm working towards because everything, as soon as I hit delete uh, from, from the app store, like all the hope was washed away. Essentially, my I felt like I deleted my identity after about three years of building that product. And then then you're left in like fear states and anxiety. And it's really hard to to think it, it really hard to think forward in any capacity when you're in that mental state. So that's where the question really became uh so critical to, you know, to and to continue to come back to. Yeah. How long did it take you though? Like you're in that state, everything's crumbled. Like I, I don't. I'm not. I'm just speaking. I shouldn't speak for you, but you hit no, the bottom. You're like, yeah. okay, what what happened? How long was this period of picking yourself up and going through the questions to get back to get out of it? Well, I mean, in a way, I'm still like, I'm still in it. I mean, I think as soon as we, when we don't have any any kind of 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 pain or discomfort in in our lives, I I, I think we're dead. You know, it's just not it's not realistic. So, I mean, I'm not at the same severity, uh, right now as I was in that, that point, but I'm, you know, I still, still kind of zoom up and reflect back to think, okay, am I, is what feels in check right now? Like, am I, am I, am I on the right path? Do I need a subtle course correction? Like just these, these subtle check-ins. But I mean, to answer your question more directly to, to get out of the real, I'll just call yeah, it trauma. Of the, of it. Yeah. It's almost the trauma of the situation. It was it was definitely a few months, I'd say, of almost like a yo-yo battle of, okay, I have the plan. Thankfully, I had the mental fitness practices just given the work that I do. But even at that, you know, there were just some like fundamental human safety things that were coming up. Like, am I going to be able to afford rent? And, you know, I have a two-year-old at this point, you know, is that stress coming into the home? You know, like when when will I be able to turn something around? Like those, those questions. So, you know, it's a constant and, and I still, still do this again, not at the same severity, but I think what's incredibly important and, and what I realized going through that is just acknowledging when you're in that state, which is that survival state of mind, and then reach into your toolkit and, and do like grab whatever you can to pause and release that or rechannel it, or get you back into a thriving state. And that's why I say, you know, it's continuary it, that 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 is something that that never stops. But what what gets better is we're in those survival states shorter and we recognize them right away. And that's yeah. been the gift. And that's that's for me, that's where the questions come in, because then, you know, I, I'll immediately flip to gratitude type prompts or people that um, I really value and appreciate in my life, send them a message you know, hey, just thinking about you, then they write a message back, you made my day, now they made my day. And all of that, all of that does is stop the other looping narrative that was going in, going around in my mind before that, right? So yeah. yeah, it's, it's, we just don't, the reason I do this work, and, and the reason I get up to, you know, uh, try to figure out a path and, and try to get this content out is because like, we, we have so much mental suffering that I think can be prevented. And it doesn't have to be as severe. There's, of course, exceptions. But for the most part, we put ourselves through a lot. And Absolutely. and we don't have to. No. I was curious, though. What's in your toolkit for hope, finding that hope again? To like, it's okay, I, I'm going to keep going. I'll try this new project. I'll get this in you. Where, where did the hope come from? In well, the way? hope, I, yeah, I mean, the hope came from other questions after the first one. Like, you know, what do I want for my life? Which is, in a way, a version of who am I right now and who am I striving to, to become, right? And just getting clear, okay, well, if this is where I'm, I'm striving to, to go, then, then it becomes, all right, well, how am I going to get there? Or, you know, what, what habits and practices and systems do I have in place right now? Are they supporting me or are they pushing me farther away? So for me, it was just always having that top of mind and clear and having it present 
I, you know, I would, I put together, you know, some vision, I'm a very visual person. So I put together a vision board mm -hmm. uh, with photos uh, across whether it was, you know, uh, my home, my family, uh, locations, just like things that would stimulate that, that feeling of, okay, as, as the journey continues, and if I do what I, I'm setting out to do, um, I'll feel like this. It wasn't about materialistic items. It was more about the feelings behind the images. Mm -hmm. And so for me, then it was always just checking in and back into tapping into the feeling of, all right, if I, when, when I'm at that place, this is how I'm going to feel. So I can go, let, let me go there right now. So with that, that's visualization. Every morning I would have some sort of visualization practice. Uh, journaling is, is by far the staple in my mental fitness routine. And that's just, just some check-ins, right? Like, how am I feeling right now? Where am I feeling in my body? And then often that just releases it. Um, and then again, then just checking back into the to the goal or the intention or how do i want to feel today yeah right things like that um yeah. in those those really tough moments the things that i turned to the most uh I, I i kept the gym membership up that i you know at that time couldn't even afford um but it was it was just paramount to to my mind and, and health um and i had a, i used to take a lot of walks as soon as my mind would start to loop and i couldn't break that I just get out and get, I was working in a co-working space in Toronto, Canada at that time. And I would just get outside and take, you know, 20, 30 minute walk. Uh, I always had, uh, you know, a list of podcasts that I knew were inspirational or motivational, like whatever it is. And I mean, that's, that's what worked for me, but like for everyone listening, I encourage you just, just to have your list of like five to 10 things, whether it's books, podcasts, practices, that you know, no matter what is happening, if you if you turn to any of those things, they'll put your mind in a, in a in a motivated and thriving state. And I just kept doing that over and over again, and I still do that. Yeah, absolutely. I think we all yeah. do that, like music, movie, movies, yeah. podcasts, books, whatever we need to do to make us feel good. And sometimes the thing too is, okay, maybe these things aren't working now. Let me try something new. Let me listen to exactly. a new podcast. Let me listen to it, read a new book. Let me, let me, you know, message another person, see what they have to say. Let me, you know, um, you know, the same things aren't, aren't always going to work. So you have to always, you know, know that and learn that about yourself and try new things. So, yeah. you know, it's fantastic. You've got that on hand. Now, you know, I'm quite curious, you know, with your studies through these incredible minds um, for the book, like, did you find any correlation? Like, was there any, like, few correlations that you found between these incredible people? Well, the biggest one is that they they all took time to still their mind in some capacity. And again, just like what you just mentioned, it's it, it's different for everyone. But for the most part, there's some sort of silent walk or before a big decision, just taking 10 or 15 minutes to meditate and, and almost visualize that decision being made. And like, how do I intuitively feel once that decision is made? Uh, that was one example that continues to uh, uh, come back to me over and over again. But for, for, for all of them, it was some sort of taking time to think, still their mind, reflect, and and that's all journaling is. Whether you whether journaling you you know you think of journaling pen to paper or using an app, uh, it, the medium doesn't matter. The that the practice is reflection, and as long as you're doing that, and you can do that through questions, obviously, like that's where the magic is. Um, the other thing, and this is this this ha happened to dictate the structure of the book. Almost a probably about a third or almost halfway into writing the book. Um, because I did realize I'm like, wow, there's a, there's a real clear formula that's coming up over and over again. And it's just that we have to get, and it, this applies to everything. And I use it for, for really everything in my life at this point, we first have to get clear and spend time with questions or practices to help us get clear. Like what's, what are we pretending not to know? Like where, where, where are we hiding from ourselves? Where are we lying, you know, uh, about certain things for ourselves? And, and again, like, where are we heading? So again, that, who, are, who am I now? Who am I striving to, to become? And then the next phase was always around this idea of just then getting very intentional. And I'm, what I mean it, with intentionality is that once you're clear then of, okay, I'm, I'm heading to this direction, then it's an audit of like, do I have the internal and external environment to support that? Right. Like if my habits and, and systems are, uh, you know, if I want to get really fit, 
but my habits are to reach for comfort food, uh, you know, at two o'clock every afternoon. Well, then there's there's a disconnect in in the intention, right? Yeah. So questions around that, and whether that's around work or anything else, then then essentially what would happen by default, then there's there's just a beautiful expansion of possibility. And that's when you see like the great works from Picasso and, you know, the the novels and the books and whatnot from, you know, Maya Angelou or Jane Austen or where, you know, you see Robin Williams shining on stage because, you know, they're in their element, but they've yeah. spent time in those other areas first. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, I think they're so in their element that they're not comparing themselves to other people as well. Like now yeah. you, know, you look at with social media, we're all comparing ourselves. So, you know, you get almost like demotivated. You're like, oh, well, what's the point in me continuing doing this or, you know, putting myself out there in this way or trying to make something happen because there's so much competition, nothing's going to happen. I think these people were so zoned in on just who they are and what they wanted and where they wanted to go. They just almost like, you know, blocked out everybody else. Well, they did, but they were also humans like the rest yeah. of us. Like I remember doing the research for for Kobe Bryant, and one of the one of the parts I wrote about was, you know, what made him stand out. Uh, one of the many characteristics was he he added a, a fourth, a third or a fourth, I can't remember now, third or a fourth workout into the routine. When the team, you know, was getting up and meeting early in the morning, he got up at four or four thirty yeah. in the morning and brought in an extra workout. But what so you hear that and you're like, wow, that's, you know, that's taking things to the next level. But what Kobe talks about is that he never wanted to get up when the alarm went off at four or four thirty in the morning and would try to out negotiate himself all the time. But what what prevented him from staying under the covers where it's warm, where we can all re resonate with, right? Like we have a million different strategies to negotiate ourselves to not getting out of bed. Like we've all been there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what what Kobe did, though, is he was so clear on his objective at that moment and in, in those times was to win an M the, the next NBA championship. So this is this is this is kind of where the formula you're seeing the formula play out. Yeah. The goal is the championship. Well, staying in bed isn't the intentional action to get there. Right. Sure. But he yeah, still felt sense. those feelings and those yeah. emotions. I can imagine. I can. I've listened to so many of his interviews that he used to have, and then like you know how he talks about everything and how and how he was with like his competition and and what he used to do. Like you know, I heard that he used yeah. to get up way before everybody and and put in that extra, you know, putting in extra extra time and um and yeah, he was able to become an uh, incredible incredible player and and mind. Um, yeah. Just discipline was just beyond a lot of people that I've met that I've seen like um you know, in this industry. Mm -hmm. um, the other question I wanted to ask you too, you know, like you mentioned the formula and like the formula, like I was I wanted to go like, you know, what's exactly the formula? I want to know like, how do we get there? But is it like, I understand there's a formula, but I'm sh it. it's almost like, you know, are you, have you stuck to this formula? Absolutely. Because yeah? it's, it's, it doesn't matter what's going on. Uh, like I'm trying to think of some real examples right now. Um, you know, I'm doing a lot of different like limited podcast series and and thinking about different concepts and working with different brands. Before before I can get to where the opportunity and the possibility lies, I can't just show up without being clear and then then and then put together like a really intentional outline or proposal or like how this will work with fast company for example or, or whoever i'm working with it just doesn't work right if you just jump right and i i felt it writing the book and i felt it writing mm -hmm. the profiles there were profiles or chapters where i didn't spend enough time up front on the research which is the clarity piece and i rushed into an outline and then the writing was it was torturous mm -hmm. because it just it there was always something like ah it just missing something. There were some profiles, Coco Chanel, Robin Williams. Those were two that uh, took months to write. I would go, I would start, I'd stop. And then finally realize I didn't spend, like, I need to spend more time getting in their minds and doing the research and, and just letting that content sit for a little bit, then get a really solid outline, then write it. But we like, 
naturally want to rush, or at least for me, like I want to rush to the, the, okay, here it is. You know, here's the, here's the draft for, for the editor to take a look, but it's not ready for that yet. Yeah. I was just about to ask you, like, how do you get that clarity? And like, you know, I guess through research and like, you have a thought, you're like, I want this, but then it's like, it's not clear. It's not clear. How do yeah. I find that clarity? Like, how do I hone in on like, like, you know, you know, even like the thing too is even finding that clarity, the research that you're doing, you're like, what am I researching? Like, how do I, how do I navigate this? How do I make it like where it's like, it's, it's super clear for me and it's super clear for how I'm trying to present it or pitch it to the other person. Well, this is where, this is where the mental fitness helps if you're doing, if you have consistent practices, because really like any kind of training you're doing for your mind consistently. And that just means you know, you're checking in with yourself, you're asking questions, you're uh, doing everything possible to 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 keep some of that mental clutter from building up. Because when you do that, then then the ideas surface naturally. They're all there, you know, and the questions surface. So for me, even even writing the book is as counterintuitive as it felt, <clears throat> again, because society has programmed us to be ultra productive. I just I remember I I interviewed uh you know an an expert in flow research Stephen Kotler and he he told me multiple times that when he's doing his biggest creative uh, projects he would make sure that he built in time on the ski hill and mm. that because when you're in those those kind of activities and and I snowboard where where I live and hence the the Tukra now it's there's a massive <laughs> snowstorm outside uh you know. When you when you get into those flow states, that creativity actually has been proven to last up to three days after. Mm. So, again, even though I was under a deadline or had a lot of things going on, it wasn't about like taking the whole afternoon. Thankfully, I'm close enough. I said I'm just going to go around lunchtime. I'm going to spend an hour on the hill, and then I'm going to come back, and then I'm going to continue, and then all this like then you it, it it's an intuitive thing like i there's there was no recipe to say okay this was enough research for this person because everyone was different yes. and I, you know i was resonating with their content differently the people that are in the book that are still alive today i've interviewed so there was a different you know kind of a different flow to that research but the ones that like you know the picassos and and my angelus and whatnot that are no longer here and i i couldn't interview um there just became a moment where I would I would pause and and just see okay well do, does it feel like I have enough like if if I feel like I could have three or four kind of sections in this chapter then I probably have enough and do, if they link can I does it feel like they link and I can transition and it all makes sense and the because it's all prompt based so do the prompts connect and if not well then maybe I need to continue I need to do watch another. YouTube video or I need to jump into another blog post or a podcast or something like that uh, until it feels like uh, it's connected. And if it doesn't happen right away, and this is this is what was so helpful, then I, I would park that one and go to a, a different chapter that I knew was flowing a little bit easier. So there was never there was always progress of some of some sort. And there wasn't yeah. like a punishment of, oh, I can't, you know, I can't figure this one out or I'm blocked or or whatever it is. Yeah, you obviously, you know, they do say that, like, you know, taking the breaks is when you get the creative ideas. You don't, you know, yeah. that's when flow state happens. And yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, that's when that's great. Um I wanted to ask some I wanted to ask you a little bit more like about you know, having those over 85 million people without any paid advertising, why do you think that happened for you in this app? Well, it's, it's some of it's a bit of a mystery, but the the elements that I think contributed to that was uh, in the backstory is that we were we were struggling and very much delayed with our development timelines. And I was starting to, you know, just become very frustrated in, in the process. And it just felt like this app was never going to launch. So instead of sitting in that and, and just getting more and more irritated, I I started to think about, well, what can I do instead to build the brand uh, before it even launches? And the the idea, and this is how my podcast started. It started from those days. I mean, there's probably 50 or 60 interviews that, uh, that, that aren't on the actual podcast feed because they were written. That's how it started. And I just started interviewing people about like, and just the first one I remember was a, a cafe owner in Montreal, Canada. 
because that's where I was doing the majority of the work while I still had my my day job. I'd see him on the weekends or early mornings before going in, and we'd have these conversations. And I would chat with uh, the guy's name is Mitch. And from the outs, and this is where the realization was from the outside, it looked like that cafe was thriving, busy all the time, everything was going really well. But in my early morning conversations, you know, Mitch would tell me we're we're struggling. I mean, we're mm. we're barely making payroll, and I'm max stressed. And you know, I've been using Headspace to meditate, and I find it really helpful. I'm like, oh, interesting. I never would have thought that. Like, you think everything on the outside looks great. So that's where the 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 spark of I want to interview people like Mitch that you wouldn't think have these kind of mental fitness practices in check, and then pull that content and and make it relatable to others. So I just started doing that over and over again, and then we started collaborating with with brands like VaynerMedia and Lego and LinkedIn and 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 pulling questions or people like Adam Grant. Uh, you know, he had a whole question pack in the app around uh, how to get workplace feedback and all prompts. So I just kept, you know, I would say, hey, Adam, I'm I'm working with Lego and VaynerMedia. They're, do, they're on this topic. Do you want to come in on, on your workplace feedback topic, which is right when his podcast uh, with Ted oh, launched. So it was good yeah. timing, okay. right? Um, and then I just kept, it's a term that I call borrowing credibility uh, as I go. Now I've, okay, Adam Grant's in there. So now the next person, we've got Adam Grant, VaynerMedia, Lego, you know, and just keep going and and building the buzz around that. So then when the app actually launched, it was loaded full of content already mm-hmm. and not our content, but with collaborators. And I told them from the very beginning, I said, we have no intention of, you know, just keeping people in the app all day. This isn't like a, a social media uh, play. This is you're helping guide someone into starting a journaling practice. If they want to go further in your work, then we have all the links for them to link out. But our idea is we're getting people started. So that I think the content helped. And then Apple started to pick us up and started to feature us around the world as new apps we love, app of the day. And quickly, um, it just kept, that's the part, that's the mystery. I don't know, like I didn't, I didn't pitch any. Actually, I did pitch editors. Uh, from the U.S., and that was the one that I think was the last one to to feature us. All the other ones were were ran- well, random. I, I don't know how it works, so and it's still a mystery. But that's, that's essentially it. how we amassed those views. Wow, that's amazing! That's amazing. I'm I'm glad that you had that, and like you know, now I'm now I'm guessing like the podcast is having the same thing right for you. Behind the human podcast is growing in that kind of same fashion, though. Well, not uh, it, it is. It, I mean, it's it, there's a nice. Um, organic growth week over week and so forth and and whatnot um i mean where the the show ranks uh anywhere from one to to 150 and usually 50 or 60 countries every week on chartable which that's always amazing to see um but it it doesn't have like that crazy millions and millions of of listeners that are in, in this case app you know uh, impressions and downloads that we saw with the app uh, being featured, but it's in, it, it seems it's following the same. I mean, I've been hosting the show for about five years now and it's consistently though, always ranked. And for me with the show, I just, my, my goal is always the same. It, it's never been to attract, uh, you know, big name advertisers or anything like that. It's always been, I just want to con- continue to level up the conversations mm. and caliber of guests that are coming on. And, it's been, you've probably seen this with your own show, like the, the amount of work that I've gotten or connections or introductions to other people, just because there's like one degree of separation from one of those guests or whatever, or I, you know, I just released a limited series with, for founders and early stage investors with KPMG. That's all just because of the, 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 the core feed of the podcast. So, so yeah, so I, I just, I approach the show as just, essentially following my own curiosity as people come through and and trying to uh just get better and better as a as a host yeah absolutely i can totally relate on that like you know people connecting me through people's like these authors like major authors yeah. musicians and big you know ceos of companies and you're like whoa i've never i would never would have met these people otherwise and it's interesting too like you know having these conversations i remember having a conversation with one person named lynn power she um 
She was the first CEO that I spoke to in like these big advertising agents, John Walter Thompson, New York. And okay. I was like, I thought, you know, honestly, in my mind, I'm like, oh, all CEOs are a bunch of assholes. They're arrogant assholes. And <laughs> sure. she just, I my, that was my thought, you know. And I'm like, when I talked with her, spoke with her, and we had a conversation, we had multiple conversations too. And she's an incredible woman. Like, still, we keep talking. And she really opened my eyes. And like, you know what? Meeting these people and having these conversations, and you make assumptions, you assume, you know, people in certain places, in certain levels, won't speak to you on the same level, but they do. And, you know, really, yeah. you know, I've, my mind and, and shifts every conversation, I'm getting something out of it. Like I'm, uh, uh, it's opening my eyes in so many different ways. And, and even yeah. what's great too, is that you're able to do the same for the people. Like, you know, for example, um, uh, Gregory, the author of Shantaram, um, Gregory David Roberts, oh, yeah. you know, I had him on the podcast and we spoke and we, you know, diving into the question about, you know, how, how do you know you connected with yourself? And, you know, I was able to, like, really probe him in that. And he's like, you know what? You've really, like, you know, um, took me by surprise like, these questions. Like, I really have to – I want to reflect now on, on this conversation. I'm like, I'm glad that it, you know, it did That's that That's amazing. You, you know, it's yeah. like, that on its own to me was like, oh, wow, like, it's enriching, you know? Yeah. Oh, for sure. No, I resonate. Like, for me, the the question that often does this or where I feel like at the end of the conversation that uh, – a you know, spark some curiosity with the guests is every, every, every show starts with the same opening prompt and it's just, who are you? And I always ask them and I tell them, I preface it at the beginning of the show, just, you know, I'm asking this to, cause I just read your bio. And so we have your titles, we know what you're working on and we'll, we'll get into that. But like, who are you as a human? And like, and that evolves. I mean, it's kind of like, who are you right now? And I'm always amazed. I, I'd say, almost 100% of the time, the conversation always comes full circle by the end, right back to those characteristics that they open the show with. And and sometimes I can I can feel it that like they've really thought about it or they're we're going to end the conversation and they're going to give that question some some more thought, which as you just mentioned, I mean, there's no greater gift, right? That when you can spark reflection like that uh, with your guests. Yeah, absolutely. All right, listeners. And the question we have with Mark is, how do we provoke introspection in all our relationships? Mark, when I first told you about this question, what were the first things that came to your mind? Excitement. And I'll I'll tell you why, and I'll give credit where it's due, because I've recently thought about this question quite a bit. Um, because I was uh I was on uh another podcast we uh with Mark Groves. I don't know if you're aware of him and he, he's got the show, show and create the love, create the love. Yeah. And he yeah. called, I think he calls himself a human connection specialist. And, but, but Mark is the one that really made me Ooh. think. And it, through our conversation, he really made me think about relationships outside of just like romantic relationships or our friends and our family, which is kind of, at least for me, the default uh, way I think of, anyone when they say relationship and and he pushed me to think about well we're in relationship with everything and then like the curiosity just started to fire because i started to think coming right back to what we talked about earlier like let's start auditing my own relationships to make sure that they're they're serving you know again the person i'm striving to become or the work that i'm trying to get out in this world and understand well do I have healthy or unhealthy relationships in kind of all areas of my physical fitness, my nutrition, um, my relationship, even to the weather, you know, like when it's raining or there's, uh, you know, I don't know, annoying weather. Am I, am I, is my mood shifting into an annoyed state and I'm like grumpy or depressed? Um, or am I happy like a, you know, bright, sunny, you know, day, for example. So like, we're, you know, we're in relationship with, with everything. And for me, like question like that, again, just gives us the opportunity to pause and get more insight and data. So then we can, we can course correct and make sure that like, you know, okay, well, yeah, if it's kind of a shitty day, um, what, you know, what's great about this? You know, just again, like what can, how can I just shift so I can be in a happy state or maybe I'm putting on different music or uh, like whatever it is, right? That's where you, you reach in the, in the bag of, of, of tricks or tools so that you don't just fall into this like default autopilot mode and your whole day is hijacked. 
I like how you said that. My relationship to the weather, like I, you know, I was thinking all thing, all all our relationships, but I didn't think weather. Weather did not come to my mind. What do you when I, when I ask you, you know, what does provoke introspection mean to you? Because I have asked many different people, and they all say something different. So I'm curious, what does provoke introspection mean to you, Mark? I see it as just a gentle nudge to think, and okay. you know, e- either to think differently or to go internally and ask some questions that you may have not asked before. Um, And it doesn't have to be big, hard questions, but just to stop and just be curious with yourself and and like your internal empire, essentially, like, is it thriving or is it, is it in a, in a, in a uh, risky state or what's a better word for that? Or in, in a comparable state where, like you, you could be rocked by anything, right? Because there's mm. so much happening out in the world that is, you know, very much outside of our control. So we need to focus on the things that we can control, which is building up our that internal empire and how we emotionally regulate and all of that. And I think, I think introspection is at the the core of all of it, because if we don't, if we if we don't, whether you're using questions or not, but if we don't stop to just check in and see what's going on, then we we can't possibly course correct or take different actions. We're, you know, we're, and we're letting others and outside circumstances and society and you name whatever it is, the news, like social media, we're letting everyone but ourselves dictate our path in any given day. And we I'm going to throw you off. The- Absolutely. We deserve better. Absolutely. We do deserve better. I'm going to throw you off. So when I say, Mm. like, if so, if we say, I mean, provoke introspection in our relationships as in for another person, not provoke introspection with you. Sure. For another person. For another person. How do you provoke introspection for other, you know, with other people? It could be even through social media, through the phone, or through your interactions with people. How do we provoke introspection for them to check themselves to ask themselves question that is the that is the i think a challenge and a trick and something that you know we don't do enough of and it's so when someone does provoke introspection like provoke you to be introspective in the moment you're speaking with them it's not you know they're not taken they're not trying to uh you know they're not going off in their own in their own movies that are playing in their mind they're not in a superficial world they're they're present with you and they have to stop and think you know to provoke introspection i find you know in conversation not many people provoke introspection for me when i'm talking to them a lot of people when you're having conversations it's something that's on you know repeat something that's on like you know they're on autopilot that it's all rehearsed you know, well, that's I was going to say it's uh, unfortunately and, and I feel I, I resonate with what you're saying. Most people are just so surface level. So I think to provoke introspection with someone else, you you have to be the cur- curious one, right? Like you're when you're in conversation and, and you're asking, how are you doing? Are you actually asking how are you doing because you want to know how they're doing? Or are you just asking that out of out of, like you said, a scripted default kind of answer? But if you actually ask and then and get and then ask again, like, you know, how's your mind? How are you feeling? How how and 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 you know, link it to something that you know might be happening in their life, like what's going on here? And and if you're asking deep and and actual sincere questions, you're gonna force introspection because they're gonna they're gonna feel that and they're gonna try to an- answer with sincerity. And the best case scenario for me at least as a question freak uh is that they're gonna go home and be like there's there's something more there to unpack you know like that was just the tip of the iceberg in terms of the you know it 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 sparks something in conversation but i want to i want to further explore that i hope so that's that like that's a that's like the ideal and the hope to be able for people to you know you want them to it's like it's not a matter of answering you it's a matter of answering themselves and like going off and like doing that reflection but a lot of people even if you ask these questions like a lot of people you know it's not like it's not done enough or you know they don't really feel it so like they'll like deflect it or there won't be you know they'll create an environment to not allow it to happen yeah totally but i mean i think that's this is another thing like for your own introspection it's like when you when you think of your relationships now like with other humans 
again, are like which relationships are the ones that are, you know, helping you grow and and that actually care, you know, it, it and it's not to say that because we all evolve at, at different rates and whatnot. It's not to say that, you know, uh, you're not grateful for a relationship, but it might not be serving you anymore. And it's okay to kind of just let that one fizzle and and focus on the ones that, you know, are of high value and high quality. And that when, when you are together, uh, you're having good, deep conversation. It's not forced and it doesn't feel like you're being attacked with questions or anything like that. But you leave, like there's people in my, like, the publisher of of my book. I mean, J- Joey, he's one of those people. I said, why don't we meet up at the end of November? I'd love to just propose three ideas and have a one-liner of what these ideas are, like not even book-related, just ideas in general and, and in terms of stuff I'm working on. And you do the same thing. And let's just have a conversation about it. Because I know that whenever I talk to him, he asks me really good questions. So it's like, in those situations, that's that's totally normal. It's just I think it's the context, right? Like we've all heard this. Like if you if you want to try to you know kind of um, build out an idea, like go talk to someone, get other perspectives, and, and so forth. But we don't do that in other areas of our, our of our lives. Yeah, we don't do that in other areas of life. Like I think um, you know. It's not a matter of people attacking you with questions, like you're saying, but it's it's you know, a lot of conversations. And maybe you're right. Maybe it's like you know these people aren't aren't for you. Like if you, um, you know, if it if conversations are stale or they are just superficial or they are, you know, and that's not something you're, you're about or you're after, and it's not making you, it's not provoking introspection for you, and you feel like the conversations and and are not enriching, then maybe it's like these relationships just you shouldn't be investing so much mm-hmm. time into them. Just depends what you want. I think it, it, that's why you know that's why I started with introspection for ourselves because it has to depend on what you're what you want. Because if it's not to say that like you don't always have to have these these crazy deep conversations, but I know for me, uh, I want I, I can't handle when there are relationships or friends that are constantly complaining about situations and whatnot because it just that that brings that sucks energy out of me and then i can't actually do what i'm i'm about to do or i can't you know uh fulfill like the the vision and the mission that i'm on right now so i like i'm trying to surround myself with people that are doing really interesting things and that are inspiring and then i'm like wow like how did you do that i mean i i want to learn right and and it doesn't have and the, the the nice thing is it doesn't all have to be from like your direct relationships like this is where you can plug in podcasts or books and other mentors that um, you may not like actually know, but again, like fueling your mind with good nutrition, just like you would for your, for your body to be, to be healthy. Right. So it's just, again, like taking the time to, to realize that and audit and make sure that you're not putting toxic energy into, into your mind and your body. I think I, I think I resonate so much with you. Just the way you talk about things and everything. I'm like, I, this is how I am. This is what I think about. This is how, you know, this is the kind of relationships I want. I think even just with this question, how do we provoke introspection in all our relationships? I think naturally, if you're on the same wavelength and you know, like you said, order your relationships and you know what you want, you know what, you know, you want to be inspired or you want to be, um, you know, you want to be uh, someone spark uh, creativity in you, someone, in, uh, you know, you feel good energy. Like these, if these principal values are important to you, I think naturally um, all your relationships around you will provoke introspection for you and you will do the same for others. Yeah, it just starts to, you, you're totally right. I mean, the, the right people start to show up and then you also, you uh, also it, it becomes like black and white you can you can really see you know okay well that you know either that project or that relationship like that just it feels off like it's not it's 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 not what i need and maybe you know it's a temporary thing but at least you know that versus getting stuck in more of those kind of interactions right um that's been the biggest i i would say the biggest shift for me even just you know going from the app and the book and uh, you know the the mental fitness work I'm doing with teams and individuals and whatnot is is just being s- so much more clear because of the questions in the in the mental fitness that okay this is this is the path versus yeah okay yeah the, the, there's a project with this company or this brand it's kind of a means to an end 
Uh, I'm learning, you know, things from it, but that's not something I'm going to pursue again. Right. Whereas before it's just like, you try to get it all, you know, and, and, and figure it out. But now it's, as I'm being more introspective with myself and checking in and, and understanding like what feels right, what feels off, what aligns with where I'm trying to be in five or 10 years or whatever, um, then, then you can course correct. And they're just subtle. Like it doesn't have to be these giant moments where your life explodes. Like just a quick check-in on a Friday afternoon, you know, how did the week go? What would I have changed? What did I learn? And what can I celebrate? You ask yourself those questions every Friday to give yourself 10 or 15 minutes. I 100% guarantee within a few weeks, you're going to notice massive shifts. It's I love but, those questions. <laughs> I mean, they're and this is why I'm obsessed with questions. Like they're not like earth shattering. I'm not inventing no. them by any means. No. But they provide a lot of data. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. You check in with yourself. The same thing, the same way you check in, like say you have a, I think, relationship with your with your partner and you do check in with them every week and how are you finding this relationship? What do you need from me? What do I need from you? And you do the same. Yeah. You need to do the same with yourself. Yeah. And people forgetting that. So I love that you brought those questions up and that's great for the listeners for you to do. And um, I'm going to be doing them myself too. I love it. Love yeah, it. That's, that's great. That's fantastic. You know, like, you know, in moments though, I think in moments of growth and in moments where you are quite introspective or, you know, you've noticed maybe work relationships or relationships with friends around you, you're like, oh my gosh, I actually realized that a lot of these people that I've maybe continued friendships with, I've grown and they're not, they haven't grown and the, they're not in the same direction and it's not enriching relationships around me as much, maybe 80% of them. Like, what do you do in that situation if you're like, you're realizing, oh my God, What's, you know, the majority of people that I surround myself with are just not really aligned with me. So is the question, how do you, because I interviewed a guy once uh, that helped me with this and he said, how do I, how do I fire my friends? Is that the question? Exactly. Yeah. In a a more (laughs) gentle way. Um, I'm actually, you know, in the the process of, uh, unfortunately, or fortunately or unfortunately, I don't know, of of going through something like this as well, actually myself. So it's very much um, top of mind. And uh, Aaron is is the guy, Aaron um, Spivak is who I interviewed about this. He, you know, what he provided as, as guidance was just, you know, you don't, it doesn't have to be this huge emotional thing you can just let those relationships naturally fizzle out and you know it's when maybe they're maybe that they reach out uh to to get together or something like that and just like ah you know just like really busy or there's a lot going on and, and so forth uh and you know after that happens a few times then people you just naturally well uh, something you know something's not working here we're moving on I mean, you could also just have, uh, you know, and put it out there. Like, for example, what what I'm, my wife and I are going through with with uh, some really good friends, it's just not hanging out and having just differences of of opinions and beliefs and things like that, and some pretty big things. And you know, we we message them to to say, hey, like, it feels like the friendship is off. Um, but this haven't really heard back. So, you know, I'll take that as a cue and like, I don't need that energy in, in my life. So that's, that's one way to just, okay, well, we tried, we did what we felt was right. And so we don't have a regret that we didn't try to, to salvage it, but for whatever reason, uh, we're just going to move on. So yeah, it's, it's not easy, of course, but I think, if you take the perspective, and this is what I'm doing in this case, of being just very grateful for you know the years where we all where we were very aligned and things were were great, um, then you know it makes it a little bit more comfortable to say you know we've evolved, we've just evolved in different ways, and and that's okay. And you see that a lot with with marriages as well, obviously, like where you know something happens, and uh, my wife and I joke about this all well joke, but we we talk about this all the time, like. Because we're we're like different humans from six seven years ago, just going through all of the business explosions and things like that, and leaving the corporate world and everything that happened. And we were like, thank God, we like we evolved together in a similar fashion because that could have been a very different outcome um, to to our relationship. So, so yeah, so I mean, I, I think it's just, 
I think the question that helps in in these situations is what am I pretending not to know? Yeah. I like that and, question. And you know, just get honest with okay, like where where is this relationship, you know, really? And you know, where do I want to go next with it? Yeah, absolutely. I'm kind of in this myself, you know, I'm like, you know, I did that ten day solid meditation, the Vipassana oh, meditation yeah, retreat. Yeah. Yeah, and I came out of it really want like reevaluating all my relationship and realizing, you know, that many people around me don't align with me. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't. Like I meet more people that align with me through the podcast. I'm like, oh man, yeah. you're all over. You're all over. All over the world. But yeah. you know, the people physically around me, most of them don't align with me. Yeah. And I am somebody yeah. that moves around a lot anyway. So I have you know friends that do that are in different countries and places. Um, but I, I do want to, you know, I'm in the place where I, I want to be surrounded with people that align with me, that inspire me, that I provoke introspection, where I provoke introspection in their lives. Like it's, sure. it's something that's core, it's value, you know, it's something important to me. I have my own t-shirts, provoke introspection. That's <laughs> how valuable it is for me, you know? So it's like it's it's something that's it's you know becoming a principal value for me and that's something yeah. you know. Be, you know, as you, you become more self-aware, you you know what's important to you. And I think, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with people, you know, fizzling out of your life or they just don't align. And for the moment that that they did or, you know, they were enjoyable maybe a couple of years or so on, but it doesn't have to last forever and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Mark. I've really loved this conversation with you. Uh, I felt so real and raw and you know, it's beautiful. You're inspiring me. I love it. Uh, you resonate with me so much. And, you know, I can't wait. I, have, I need to read your book. I can't wait. I've, I've, like, uh, I'm going to put an order through and get get your book. Like, that's oh, thank you. right up my alley, right up my alley. Before we before we um go, I always love to ask all of my guest speakers, you know, how is a conversation with me right now? How has it made you reflect or highlight anything to you? Yeah, I mean, right back at you in terms of provoke, provoking introspection. I mean, you're, you helped me go deeper around these questions and obviously even, you know, challenge me to, you know, with the provoke introspection and like, not just with ourselves. Right. Which, uh, which I love because what you're, what you're doing for me is you're just, you're exercising my mind. And, and when we exercise our mind in that capacity, I know that I'm, I'm going to benefit from that afterwards as well, right? Like I'm going to see different questions. I'm going to be more curious. Um, there's different topics that you brought up that I don't always speak about. So it's just it's just like going to the gym and exercising, you know, your body. It, it, there's benefits to that, right? Really good benefits. So so I'm grateful and thankful for you for for giving my mind uh, a healthy uh, workout essentially on this conversation and. Please know that I'm always here to bounce ideas off of and, and so forth, even though we're, you know, we're separated by by an ocean. Uh, I'd love to continue to chat. Absolutely. Me too, Mark. Thank you so much. It's really, really does truly mean a lot to me. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Get to Know You. If you enjoyed this podcast, rate, review, and share the podcast on Facebook or Instagram. You can tag me at Get to Know You Podcast. In my mission to open conversations and access deeper dialogue, I wanted to hear from you listeners. The question again, how do we provoke introspection in all our relationships? Leave an audio, video, or a message on the Facebook or Instagram page of your response to today's question, including your name and where you're from. We will include some different responses in next week's Get to Know You Cafe to further deepen dialogue on this topic. If you have any topics you would like us to discuss, be sure to tag me in a post with your question. Join us every Tuesday on Get to Know You.